So, Sean, for today's word of the day, I am choosing Hatterene. Noun. <laughs> Do you know what Hatterene is? I have no idea, but it's a funny word. It's actually a Pokemon! <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's a psychic fairy type of Pokemon from Generation 8. And it's a very witchy kind of Pokemon because the hair above Hatterene's head is shaped like a wide brimmed hat, a witch's hat. <laughs> but she also has a tentacle that has a trio of sharp claws. We have witches and tentacles. I wonder why I chose this character. Um, yes. And mm, uh, Hatterene has a solitary and reclusive nature, emitting psychic powers strong enough to cause headaches as a method to deter, deter, deter <laughs> as a method to deter others from approaching it. It dislikes, I know. <laughs> uh, it dislikes loud noises, tearing apart perpetrators with the claws on its tentacle as a result. So it can be vicious. Um, and it creates like illusions and plays with people's minds and deceives them for its own pleasure because it's just a bitch like that. And um, this Pokemon is known as the Forest Witch because it lives in the forest alone. Nice. You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. So welcome to Words of the Witches, episode 76, O.M. Grams. Oh, but Jesus, we are starting season 10, Sean. <laughs> That's crazy. I've been looking forward to 10, though, because I know some stuff you told me. Everybody's excited about Pat Shan's writing. Like, I'm ready to go. Let's get these 20 issues done. Yeah, we just had an amazing interview with him. A very, you know, it was a very wonderful time with him. The stories he told, very, I felt very loved and very rewarded and very fulfilled with that interview. I did, too. I think he's a very good interviewee. He gave us a lot of information, very candid, very... um seeming like open like an open energy to all walks of life and wanting to support all walks of life and we hinted at a lot of stuff to come without spoiling so what are your thoughts about what season 10 might bring um <laughs> i kind of get the impression that prue might die like she might realize what she did was not good she can't just take over people's bodies and she's gonna have to make the decision to right her wrong by letting herself die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a good hypothesis. Um, is there anything that you would want to see in season 10? Um, I'm definitely excited because you mentioned like more about Coop. I think he's my biggest fascination right now, even more so because of let Gorgons be Gorgons, like wet my appetite for more Coop. Um, and I think I'd like to see more of the sister's powers growing, especially Paige and Phoebe. I don't really care about Piper's powers. She's already o <laughs> OP. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I'm Kevin, the resident charmed resource. <laughs> I'm Sean, and I just love comic books. <laughs> I was just so in, in to get started. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I do have some fun announcements before we get into the issue. Okay. Um, I've had some people writing in, people that are playing catch up with the podcast right now. So my friend Steven, who was on the Seasons of the Witch Volume 1, way back when we were doing the novels, said he's just started the comics episodes. And he said that since they've been demon-free for a year and a half, they all just spent it boning. That's why all the kids were born around the same time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a good call. There you go. Yeah, accurate. Yeah, and then um, Bernard, who was on our Leo Rising episode, has been just binging it right now, and he's been leaving like Twitter thoughts. So he's on issue fourteen. So in season nine, issue fourteen, and this was the Cupid's Harrow, the one where uh, Cole was fighting Coop from getting to his family. Uh, he says he's giving Cole a pass because he thought he figures. He's trying to stop Phoebe from getting a, prem getting a premonition that will cause discord with the Cooper Smith family. So he okay. is on Cole's side there. Hmm. And for issue 13 with Piper, 
Piper's place with Wyatt casting the spell, he thinks based on what we saw that there might be a variation to what a spell can and should do, which I guess I can see that based the caster and their intention could affect how the spell plays out. That makes sense. Cause yeah, we, I don't remember where we established it, but spells we said were mostly based on intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like a real world rule too. It's whatever you send out um, for issue 15 <laughs> when she, we had white lady jugs. He says, I felt like your co-hosts were operating under instructions not to reveal Prue. I was like, dudes, this is the thing we've been waiting for for 10 years. But then I looked back at my tweets for this issue and I had no idea either, even though it's obvious in hindsight. (laughs) (laughs) And here's a canonical thing for issue 16 when Rennick was controlling Bailey with the crystal. He's like, how can Rennick control Bailey even with the gem if magic school is protected? Oh, snap. I like that. So I didn't catch that one. But yeah, that would be a canonical error. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that's that. Oh, and some fun fun news is we are officially a reference on the Charmed fandom now. Wow. Our uh, issue, our, our episode with Nugent was used for social media information on the Charmed fandom. And we are the reference for that. I also believe they created a whole fandom page for the podcast itself for words of the witches. So that explains why when, when I went to pick up my lunch today, people are looking at me and like taking pictures. Now I know why <laughs> I know we're, we're moving on up. This is very exciting. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, silence. <laughs> Let's get into this comic. Bring back my girls. <laughs> This is season 10, issue one, No Country for Old Ones. And this was published October 9th, 2014, debuting at New York Comic Con that year. Written by Pat Shand, artwork by uh, Elisa Feliz. And one thing about season 10 that you'll notice is Elisa Feliz is pretty much for the entire run. We do have a few other artists come in here and there, but it's pretty much all her the entire time. So the art is going to be more consistent. Coloring by Valentina Cuomo. Letters by Jim Campbell. Edited by Paul Ruditis. And then we have our cover by David Seidman again. Uh, And this is a pretty straightforward picture of the girls. I don't know if I like it. They look a little uncanny valley to me. You can tell Paige's drawing is based off of a season five Promo picture of Rose. I feel like Phoebe has a little bit too much eyeliner on here. Um, uh, But they're also covered in like white octopus tentacles, it looks like. Uh, Yeah, so that's that. So I'm going to read the back of what the volume one of season 10 is. And then we'll get into the issue. Let's do it. The Hallowell sisters, Piper, Phoebe, and Paige are the charmed ones. Together, they alone have access to the greatest source of pure magic the world has ever known. The power of three. The power of three was threatened when their dead sister, Prue, was resurrected in the body of a coma patient. For a time, the sister's magic was thrown off balance. But now, having relinquished the power of three, Prue has been imbued with the magic of the Nexus of the All, a mystical convergence with untold potential. Though the power of three is once again in harmony, Prue must never leave the the location of the Nexus, or the sanctity of magic as a whole will be compromised. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Page one. <laughs> Throws you right in. We have this giant Hulk tentacle green demon thing. <laughs> and it's got Piper and Paige in its tentacles wrapped around. Oh, and Phoebe's little leg over there. She's on the floor like, Ugh! and he's got her leg. So he's got them all. <laughs> he's like, the old ones will rise again when I devour the power of three. And Paige is like, this is not good. And Piper's like, you think? <laughs> and so <laughs> things are happening. Things are happening, right? I even like had a check. Like, is this page one? I feel like this isn't page one, but it's page one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then on page two, we see before. And we see a shot of the manor. And we see somebody walking up to the door and ringing the doorbell. Ding dong. Oh, of course. On the next page, it does not, does not say ding dong. It says bing bong. 
Isn't that the guy from um, Inside Out? Yeah, Bing Bong. Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> the the guy we all hated until the mid of the movie when something big happens, and then we all are like, yeah. "Oh, Bing Bong." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the doorbell's going Bing Bong, Bing Bong, Bing Bong, and Piper's like, "Can somebody get that?" She's cooking cookies, baking cookies, and she's like, "Okay, well, nobody's getting it, so I guess it's my job." Here we go, and she walks into the hallway. um yeah she's like all right all right keep your pants on and then Paige and henry come down she's like Paige is like what my pants were on (laughs) weren't we weren't our pants on they were on weren't they henry and and henry's like real subtle (laughs) yeah i love that so they're having a little bit of sexy time upstairs okay Mm -hmm. i get it throwing her shirt over her shoulder Mm mm-hmm and then we see Phoebe in the middle. She's like, did I just hear the doorbell in my flirty pose? Who could it be? <laughs> <laughs> and then Piper answers the door. And she's like, yeah, I'm coming. And then they open it. And she's like, hi. And Phoebe and Paige and Henry are just in the doorway, too, looking at the man. Who is it? So at the door is Steamy McSex's neighbor. And he's like, Hi. I'm new to the neighborhood, so I thought I'd bring something by. And Piper says, oh, wow, that's so nice of you. My name is Piper, and these are my sisters, Phoebe and Paige. And he says, I'd have brought more if I knew I was living next to the cast of Full House. And Paige (laughs) says, ha, you're funny, Full House. That was my favorite show growing up. And Henry (laughs) says, it gets so weird to me that this is Henry. He looks so much like Coop. It does not look like Henry. He says, hi, I'm Henry, Paige's husband. And he says, sorry, I'm germs. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to <laughs> shake uh, Henry's hand. <laughs> and Henry says, oh, sure, my apologies. <laughs> and he says, I'm sorry, I can't stay. I merely wanted to drop those off. I truly hope you enjoy them. <laughs> and Phoebe says, we didn't catch your name. And he said, and Paige says, he will forever be known as the gorgeous germaphobe. <laughs> Henry's just rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah, <love> that. <laughs> deep roll. <laughs> like, there's my wife flirting with another guy. Sure. <laughs> so the next page, we have Piper carrying the tray that he gave them, and it's covered in his little, I don't know, towel or whatever. And then we hear the baby monitor go, "Wah!" And so Henry's like, "I'll go check on the baby." Paige is like, Henry Jr.'s awake. Want to get that baby? He's like, oh, now I'm a baby. Oh. And then she's like, what? A girl's allowed to flirt. So they're still... Ha- they're, he's, he's mad at this little flirty banter with that man. So, okay. He's going up the stairs. So then Phoebe is like, you thinking what I'm thinking? And then Piper says, you're an empath, so it's very likely. <laughs> <laughs> this tray of goodies. Mm. Piper's like, I merely wanted to drop those off. And she was like, I truly hope you enjoy them. Yeah. Who says merely? (laughs) Like, this is so foreboding. I know it. And Paige is like, oh, man, I thought he was cute. Aw. And Paige is still horny, even though she's married. (laughs) Yeah. I do love the line. You think you and I'm thinking, well, you're an empath, so it's very likely. (laughs) This is great sister writing. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Continued in the kitchen. um, Phoebe's like, so demon? And Paige is like, yeah, total demon. And Phoebe's like, I was thinking warlock. We haven't gotten one of those in a while. And then this is still Henry, right? Yeah. Okay. Henry comes in with Harry, Henry Jr. And he's like, don't you think you're being a little suspicious? And they all look at each other. And then Paige gives us our first rhyme time, Kevin. And I get to say it. You do. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. Are we witches being hasty? Or did evil bake these pastries? And then this horrible Death Eater like skull comes out of the food. And Paige <laughs> pats Henry on the shoulder and says, Nope. <laughs> 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 I have one problem with this 
page. Oh no! <laughs> and it's mostly because I want there to be an onomatopoeia of this going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't have a lot of onomatopoeia action in this one. Yeah, I just want to like a nice like, and then ha, 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 like evil laughter. I love it. <laughs> that would have just made it. Yeah. Uh, so the next page has Piper on the phone. She's like, "Hey, you." <laughs> um, and she's like, "I just want to apologize about missing your calls. Things are kind of crazy here." And then on the other end is Prue with all of her tattoos. Her tattoos here look like almost like a, a junior high girl's notebook. <laughs> it does. <laughs> like just all their doodles. And <laughs> but there's a triquetra in there and there's a cool little pentagram in there. I mean, it is beautiful. But yeah. And Prue's like, yeah, I just can't get a moment to myself. You know, it's going crazy here, too, even though I'm here with Cole. <laughs> She's like, so anything going on? Anything demony? Piper's like, oh, well, you know, Phoebe has her book thing. Paige has students at magic school. I am catering a wedding now with this girl named Rachel that nobody knows. But she's like, there was a little demony something. She's like, well, I think this demon sent us some hexed cupcakes. It's like, who was it? An underground assassin? Assassin? <laughs> assassin? Who's just like, yeah, well, keep me posted because... I'm ready for some butt kicking. <laughs> On the next page, we get our second onomatopoeia. Something like crashes against the manor. The door crashes open. It says crack. And uh, Phoebe at the or, <laughs> Piper at the same time is saying, I'm sure when a threat comes along. ah!" And she ducks <laughs> down to get away from the door. And you can hear Prue going, Piper, Piper, what was that? And we see Mr. Germaphobe. He's now like Mr. Tentacle Hulk. And he's like, how are you not dead? No matter. The power of Gaxagil will crush you. So is that how he said it? it yeah, we just asked him. Gaxagil. Gaxagil. Okay, okay. Was, yeah, I'm glad I, I asked. I, I would have been. It. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been really <laughs> struggling with that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> And then we see Piper just confidently back on the phone. Prue says, Piper. And she says, Prue, I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> Immediately at this image of the Gexagil, I have to get, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> A llama. <laughs> you're supposed to be dead. That's what I came to my mind. <laughs> I love it. So then we cut to the next page and it says three months later <laughs> and we see a beautiful Golden Gate Bridge. And then we go to the next panel and it's the beautiful manor. And um, <laughs> we see people talking. There's like these little talk bubbles. We don't know who they are talking, though, but somebody's talking about the charmed ones. He's like, OK, so I got in the Halloween manor. And then someone else says, were they all there? Yeah, they were in crisis mode. And then we see Piper looking through the Book of Shadows. She's like, there's got to be something. And Phoebe and Paige are there. And they're just trying to figure out who this guy is. Like, he gets more powerful every time he fights us. So they've been fighting this Gexagio guy for months. And every time he gets stronger and stronger. Piper thinks he doesn't think he's invincible. So they think he must have a weakness. Because they did manage to get him out of, out of the manor three times. Just not kill him for good. And then the background talking people say, uh, yeah, this demon's been fighting them and he claimed to be an old one. But, uh, you know, who hasn't gone on an ancient powerful trip, you know? It's, it's like, I've been watching them forever. Uh. And then the bottom panel has Leo on the phone. He's like, it's all right, Billy. I appreciate you checking in, but don't help us. <laughs> and then we see, I guess this is Coop in the background. <laughs> he's like what has Phoebe been feeding Parker <laughs> this is not a normal smell <laughs> and then the talky people voices say the husbands are trying to help but they suck <laughs> <laughs> basically alright so next up we see that the sisters are up in the attic and it looks like this is Piper says hey there's something and she's like I don't know if this refers to Gaxagil 
but there's a bit about a race of demons older than words. And Phoebe's like, that wasn't there before. <laughs> and Paige is like, yeah, the book's been kind of like growing lately. Like there's this whole chapter the other day on satyrs. And like, it wasn't a great read. It was pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Piper reads about Gaxagil and it says, the darkness that lives beyond history can only be penetrated at its oh, core <laughs> this and, is a dirty uh, book dirty dirty <laughs> and Paige says uncomfortably reminiscent of the cedar chapter actually <laughs> phoebe ever ignoring Paige says it's core that must mean it's heart <laughs> and um Paige is kind of like walking away and she says fine but everything dies when you stab it in the heart Getting to his heart is the problem. He seems pretty intent on killing us before we're close enough to get stabby. We don't even know where he is. And then Piper says, we've got Prue working on that. Come on, Paige. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I do love that they talk about how the book expands, though. And it brings me back to when we talked about the Book of Shadows, how I feel like there has to be some kind of connection to a database or that it's the ancestors from beyond adding it as they learn things right um that makes so, sense yeah it's just good to note so then we cut to the nexus of the all and it's prue's castle which we know she turned the matter into in the war on witches so continuity <laughs> i think it's so cool that like we're finally seeing the nexus as it's been described so this was very exciting for me yeah and then the voices say, I popped over to see what the fourth sister was doing after that. From what I gather, her spirit was resurrected from the body of a coma patient. But now she absorbed a whole lot of magic somehow. I don't know what her powers can do, but she is somewhere in the desert. And I heard Leo say, Nexus of the All. Don't know what that means, but Prue might be a scary bitch right now. So just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Because chapter 10 came out before the one, which is so Pat Shand added this and then Paul Roditis went back and like filled in the blanks. Yeah, because those books came out. Well, season 10 was about halfway through. Wow. OK, that is very and then the, like, and, hand in hand. Good work. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, they really had to keep growing that. And then uh, the second book, the like Gorgons Be Gorgons came out still before season 10 was done, but just a little bit further along. Okay. Wow. Yeah, now I see just how much cuz Pat mentioned him and Paul were like working hand in hand. So this just shows how closely. Like this is really cool for the fans to get to like of course if you haven't read the books, it's just turned into a floating castle, but if you have, you're like I know when this happened. <laughs> exactly. It's really cool. And a lot of people were reading those books after they read these, so then they were just given context after the fact. But yeah. But we see Prue floating here, and she is in a trance of state. Yeah. This is actually going to be our power play. Power play. Today's power is astral projection. What Prue is doing here is astral projection. We find out on the next page. Astral projection is one that she got in season two of power, and it is the power to project one's consciousness or soul into an astral form outside of the body. When a person astral projects, their physical body falls to the floor, stumps over, or remains still until they return. Obviously, Prue is more advanced right now, so she's not, like, slumped over. She's got some, some class and skill. <laughs> uh, while in astral mode, active powers are, are dormant, However, some advanced users have mastered the skill to use their powers whilst astral projecting. There are two types of astral projection. There's projecting yourself into the physical plane with a corporeal body, or projecting yourself onto the astral plane as an invisible spirit. In corporeal form, you can interact with the physical world, you can touch things, you can communicate with people. Um, and in Prue's case, she used her telekinesis to kind of move her body out of her. That's how her power evolved. A little bit of a stretch, but that's how it worked in the beginning and you can cast spells in astral form as well the invisible form is what we see mostly the bad guys do we see rex buckland do it we see barbus do it 
Uh, and that's where you appear invisible and you can make a telepathic connection. You can influence somebody. You can implant thoughts and suggestions to people. Astral projection can be taught to those who, to, who don't possess it and can also be attained th- with spells and potions. So it's really like fuck Prue's drag at this point later on. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, yeah, this was a special power for Prue. But then Prue ostensibly apparently taught Leo how to do it. And then he taught the sisters how to do it in season seven. And then they mastered it in, in like three seconds and then fought Zanku. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. And then Mrs. Winterborn, the Boy Meets World mom, taught Mrs. Don- Ms. Donovan to do it. I, Don fan. Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> More Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> this power was shown in every season of the show. And a funny note is Shannon Doherty said on The Daily Show that she was instructed by the producers to look orgasmic when Prue Asher projected. <laughs> that is funny that's naughty too (laughs) naughty so now we're at the nexus of the all with prue and cole and we hear the off-screen voice say she was working on finding gaxagil too and that's about all the contact she and her sisters have had recently all she's got is him winky face and cole says (laughs) prue and she says, you're back sooner than I expected. And he says, did you find anything on the ass? Droll plane. And she <laughs> answered, whispering to you. And then the other voice says, interesting. I was under the impression he was married to Phoebe before he betrayed the Charmed Ones. Are he and Prue? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I love that. It is now so I- perfect. <laughs> Now I see why this is such a question because Pat totally ran with this probably throughout the season. <laughs> you know, we had like the inklings in season nine with Paul Ruditis and him going with Prue. They had a kind of an innuendo there, but this is like real direct, real yeah. like telling you like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Cole says, I've got something. And the other voice says, I don't know. <laughs> Are they (laughs) I want to know the drama. (laughs) Then the next page has the sisters walking down the stairs. The fake stairs, Sean. (laughs) The fake fucking stairs. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, so Cole found out some stuff about the weakness of Gexagiel. And then Prue told them, is it his heart? Could it be more? And... (laughs) Phoebe was like, tell me it's water. <laughs> it has to be water. <laughs> I guess it'd be like Mouth of the Wicked Witch kind of thing. Yeah. Although if it was a gremlin, that would not that would not work. She says the old ones are vulnerable only in their true form. So they have to be in their full demonic form to be vanquished. Um, and then Paige is like, well, that doesn't sound too bad. We just have to get, you know, old Gax to... Uh, Show us what's going on beneath his clothes. I mean, veil, whatever. (laughs) And then we can get him. And then Piper's like, did I mention that his true form is a hulking, slimy, tentacled monster with the power to devour the Golden Gate Bridge? And Paige is like, oh, I prefer water. (laughs) (laughs) Piper sits down, or she goes to grab this baggie uh, on the couch. And she's like, Cole thinks he's somewhere in Toronto, in Canada. And Phoebe's like, I want to go to Canada. I always wanted to visit there. (laughs) Piper's like, yeah, we've got the spells. We've got a thrice-blessed crossbow from Glynis. That crazy weapon's lady. And then the crash, Krakoom, comes through the door. I need to go over this thrice-blessed thing. What do you think that means? What does thrice blessed mean? Well, first let's go. What does twice blessed even mean? What do you think twice blessed means? Wouldn't it just be like it was blessed that many times by a priest? So it's, I guess, more powerful because it has more blessings upon it. Sure. That makes sense to me. So it'd be like a a magical priest or high priestess would have to bless it. Or maybe blessed by three different magical beings. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Because twice blessed, we know, is what Wyatt was. And for that to happen, it had to be born of a charmed one and born on Imbolc, the Sabbath, or a Sabbath, for you to be twice blessed. Although the comics in season nine do change that prophecy a little bit. They they insinuate that twice blessed means 
born of a charmed one and a white lighter. I'm like, no, that's not twice no. blessed. You can't. It's not the same. Unless they're trying thinking that they spread why it's twice blessings through the three of them. You know, I'm still mad about the whole plot line. It's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what we could do since we're best friends with Pat Shand, we can write down this question. And when he comes back on for number 20, we could be like, bitch, what is a thrice blessed crossbow? <laughs> That's true. But yeah. The curcum blasting through the door and Piper's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> cool. So next um, Piper goes the door again. I liked that door, which is very Piper. Cause she's never like, Oh no, a demon. She's always like, really right now. <laughs> <laughs> and um Paige, after some very heavy facial reconstruction says uh guys and we see ex uh gaxagil or gexagil how do you say it yeah gexagil yeah gexagil and uh a bunch of hot demony men behind him and she says i think the canadians are here <laughs> <laughs> it, the next page has the posse ready to fight their faces are glowing with symbols they got fireballs in their hands and gexagio's like i want you to die or whatever <laughs> <laughs> he's like i was going to hunt you slowly but now i saw i heard that you were checking up on me and i don't like being checked up on so now i'm bringing the fight to you here's our date <laughs> attack <laughs> and so fireballs are being thrown maybe ducks and then Coop and Henry come down, and Henry's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and, then, oh. and Phoebe's like, Coop, beam Henry and the children to magic school. And then he does. He grabs Henry, and they beam away. Cupid Burger away. And then the bottom shot has, the bottom panel has Paige with her orb shield up. And it's over the three of them, and Fireballs are being deflected. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And she's like, we'll be fine. We're on home turf. Very hot. Speaking of hot, on the next page, we have a fireball being thrown at Piper and the guy saying, die, witches. And much like when somebody calls me woke, um, Piper's like, I'm confused. Was that an insult? <laughs> <laughs> and she stops the fireball and reverses it back. And she says, guess we'll never know. Because <laughs> she whooshes the demon. When you know what she's actually doing there, she's actually using her molecular acceleration power there. She's pretty oh. much melting him on, starting on fire. But I was oh, confused I by see. that too. Like, so I think she freezes the fireball and then does this. But where does the fireball go then? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you're here because these next two panels are confusing to me too. Because <laughs> it looks like Paige orbs her and Phoebe behind the guys. Correct. And then Phoebe says, hey. And then I guess the guys turn around and shoot at Phoebe. But she levitates and says, got to work on your aim. Yep, but it's weird because it. <laughs> it looks like they orbed in front of a hall. But then it goes out the front door, which I think is why it confused me. Yeah, they really, they orbed in front of the front door. The bat, the one where they're in the hall, it just, it must be covering the threshold or something because that should be the door there. Yeah. But, but yeah. Okay, I'm glad I got it right then. All right, so then the next page, a guy shoots the fi another fireball at her and Phoebe's like, hiya! She kicks another guy into the fireball. <laughs> and he goes, whoosh! I'm like, ooh. Uh, and then another one of the guys are going after the thrice-blessed crossbow. And, <laughs> and Pepper's like, that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, so he's grabbing it out of the bag, and Paige is like, give me that, and orbs it to her hands. She's like, no, I got the thrice-blessed crossbow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed that Paige didn't have to say the crossbow. She just said, give me that. So yeah, her yeah. powers are definitely getting stronger. I mean, it's still a vocal command. We mm -hmm. learned that she doesn't have to do vocal commands, but she's still saying it. So I guess, but still. On the next page, we have Piper saying, take that as she splodies one of the demons. <laughs> I love Paige's little panel. Bless you. <laughs> she's shooting him with the crossbow in the head. I was reminded of Sister Act. Remember, she's like, you know what? Bless you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> there you go. Dolores Van Cartier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then so the three sisters are standing as Gaxagil. Gax Gaxagil. Gaxagil. 
yeah. Dexagiel is like coming to face them. Phoebe says, all right, go team. <laughs> oh, and then, yes, Dexagiel rises from his mortal body and he's like, yes, the old ones will rise again when I devour the power of three. So this is where we were in the beginning of the issue. We, mm-hmm. So we see all of what led up to this. And yeah, this is not good, you think? Uh, and then <laughs> Phoebe's like, well, we do have a new spell that I have. Let's see if it works, just in case. And Herbert's like, just in case it works? Are you kidding me? Phoebe's <laughs> like, well, it's better than nothing. We gotta, you know, you can either try the spell or have an exceptionally painful death. So, uh. <laughs> so we get our rhyme time moment here. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. The power of three versus one old one, the most ancient evil under the sun. Your time is up. Your days are done. Now make this old one come undone. And in the middle of the spell, we see Gexagil's like, <laughs> you wish to defeat an evil such as mine, an evil as old as time with rhymes. Tale as old as time. And <laughs> and they're like, wait, did he just realize that he was rhyming? Whatever. It's fine. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's so goofy. I love it. So we continue the fight and it looks like Piper's going, <laughs> Lots of adding this uh, this comic. <laughs> and then Phoebe's like, it didn't vanquish him. And then Paige says, but it did weaken, weaken him. So maybe heart. <laughs> and for a second, I thought she was doing like Captain Planet style, like calling on I heart. <laughs> but no, she was calling for his heart, which she receives. She's holding his heart. <laughs> Morbid. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. And then Piper, much like we're all thinking, goes, geez. And then Phoebe says, did you did you just orb his heart out of his body? And then um, Gexagiel goes all plotchy. He turns into <laughs> green slime. And she goes, I just thought of it. Not doing that again. So this actually interesting fact, this is where they got the slime for the Nickelodeon shows, Kevin. <laughs> from Monkwee's Demons. (laughs) Yes. See? Oh. (laughs) Now, now I don't know if I want to be covered in it as much anymore. And then they, you know, and then they make it edible. They start eating it and stuff like, ew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So much like many a child in the 90s, we see the sisters are slimed. They're sitting covered in (laughs) Gexagil. And I believe that is Piper talking. She says, it'd be nice if all demons could disappear in a convenient cloud of smoke, wouldn't it? And then the voices say, so they defeated the old one. And the other one says, long, gross story short. Yes, the charmed ones triumph over evil again, as always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then it cuts to, this is where we meet the voices that were talking this whole issue of their observations. And they're like, you've observed quite a lot, Fritz, but what have you learned? He's like, you know, they vanquished hundreds of demons, even more powerful than the two of us put together. So even these two guys are like chopped liver compared to the the ones they've already faced. These really high level demons. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can they do that? And he's like, because of the charmed ones, it's what they do. Duh. This guy in the shadows, he's like, the hallow witches have this unique... (laughs) ability to utterly evade death it's very annoying because the stupid bitch grams keeps coming back even though she's been dead for years flipping the pages we've got prue who was like the great triumph we the one triumph we got to be killed is now she's all of a sudden back again and whoever the hell body he's like what is it with these witches always coming back to life and then Fritz is like, yeah, they're inseparable. So why are you smiling? He's like, <laughs> I have a plan. Have you ever heard of the ancient athame? The most generic term ever, but it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he's like, it's a blade infused with a spell powerful enough to kill the soul itself. Its victims simply cease to exist. So if you are stabbed by this athame, you don't exist at all. No spirit form, no afterlife, no nothing. You're just gone. You disappear from existence. And and Fritz is like, it's a legend. And then he's like, but aren't legends stories too old to be proven false? Maybe it's real. You know, and it's, it's weird that all these people in the magical community are just like, that's not real. 
witches do this, demons do this. Like, why? You say things aren't real. You should just be open to it <laughs> until you yeah. prove it that it's not real. But it's fine. And he's like, so you're saying these things really exist? Qua. <laughs> and this guy, his name, his name is Valen. We talked about, he talked, Pat talked about Valen in the interview. This is him. And he has this fiery hand with the faces of the charmed ones in it. He's like, not only does it exist, but I know where to find it. <laughs> so Valen looks like how they draw Ash Williams from Evil Dead in the comic books. He looks almost exactly oh. like Ash. <laughs> Groovy. I love that. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the end to be continued. Oh. Yay. So what are your thoughts on this issue? Um, I like this. It was a little confusing to read at first with the jumpiness, but once you get through it, it makes sense as to why it was done this way because I think it's a fun way to bring everybody up to speed on what's going on with the Charm Sisters, but also introduce that Valen and Fritz have been spying on them and they have this plan to like enact against them, a plan that just like... um, pat had said like brings back the whole question of death like the sisters aren't immortal they could actually die like this is really scary now mm-hmm. yeah there's there are stakes there is meaning behind life and death and that's you know that's the mission statement and we're getting at it right away yeah so um and i think this is a nice tale to get us back into the swing of things and it's just a new start so it, it does seem like a seemingly straightforward kind of enemy in the beginning but there's still the twinge of things under the surface uh i did like the action i did i understood what was happening pretty well so i'm glad i was there to clarify it for you <laughs> uh, i like yeah. the use of powers i like the action and i thought it was really nice and the, there's a lot of like really quick funny moments the humor in it was really enjoyable yeah i really enjoyed pat's um depiction of the sisters because i remember when we read chapter one of social medium i was a little worried because i felt like they were kind of just generic but i i'm my fears are assuaged after reading this (laughs) yay (laughs) so anything for put that in my canonical hat canonical not that i can think of i had a few things we would we talked Uh about the twice blessed the, the thrice blessed thing so um that's out of the way but Phoebe is referred to as Phoebe instead of Phoebes. Just one letter, but it it's a difference. <laughs> hmm. You're right. Like it's not Phoebe, but okay. <laughs> uh, and when Paige orbs the heart, this is very reminiscent of Charmed Again when she was like gonna be when she had the choice, the forty eight hour window, and she was orbiting, trying to orb that guy's heart. She's like heart, and she was under the dark aura. So here it's like. That went, and that took a long time, but maybe she was new and she was still not completely sold on it. But here she's like, I got your heart. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> still kind of a cool little callback to that. Yeah. And this is more of an artistic canonical error. I'm not a fan of the way that the orbing and the beaming were drawn because they looked like glowy goo. Didn't look like it should. It had like those slimy, like floaty, gooey things in it, on it. <laughs> Yeah, not like balls. Yeah. All right, tips for future white lighters. Oh, really just messengers? Guides? Think of us as guardian angels for good witches. Tips for future white lighters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. What's the moral for this one? Um, I would say in this one, along the lines of never get too comfortable, because you never know, like anytime you feel like you've done a job and you have it under control, something new is going to come along and fuck you up. So always be aware that like, you're not the smartest ever. You always have something new to learn. (laughs) And my tip is trust your instincts, at least follow through to make sure your instincts are justified. If you have a suspicion you know, get the answers and figure out if your ju- if your suspicions are valid or if you're just being paranoid. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you deserve you deserve to at least investigate your suspicions. Yeah. 
Next is Ooh, Anamonapia. <laughs> um, you already know exactly what I'm gonna pick. I'm obviously gonna say Bing Bong because it's not even like what a doorbell <laughs> sounds like, and it's Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> bing Bong, Bing Bong. It's it is super cute. I mean, it took me off guard. I'm like, oh. I was not expecting that to be the doorbell sound, but I like it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm actually going to be different. I'm going to say Plotch. (laughs) Plotch. Yeah, the explodey demon. Plotch. I mean, I can just visualize it. I can picture the sound and it makes sense and I like it and it's it's cool. I want to plotch all over myself. (laughs) (laughs) I just plotched my pants thinking about it. (laughs) Ooh. All right, most valuable panel. What's your favorite one in the issue? Okay, here's my problem. Between sexiest and most valuable, I have three that I really like. But <laughs> oh my gosh, for for most valuable, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say it's the last page with Valen holding up the flame with the sisters because he's sexy. He's the new villain. I'm very intrigued. I'm intrigued, Kevin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's i mean that's a really good one because that's things in motion i'm actually just gonna say page two of the manor because i mean yes it's stuff we've seen before but seeing it again it made me feel like i was coming back home and it gave me a sense of warmth and happiness and it was just a beautiful giant so i took, chose page two Nice. My uh, my close call was the one with the three sisters when they're fighting and they're in Paige's orb shield. That's just a really cool picture. Yeah. But then we've also seen lots of images of them together. So that's why I went with Valen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do. That image is really badass to me, but because of the gooey looking orbs, it knocked it down. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Sexiest drawing. Okay. This is one of those moments, might be a little weird, might be a little tentacly porn, but <laughs> when, when Gaxagil is like storming the manor with all the guys behind him, like his shirt is so tight, he's got a nice little like bulge going on, and the fact that he's like an ancient one, I have a feeling that this is going to be a big plot element, like we're putting in a whole new type of thing that's going to be in season 10. So it's sexy that way, too. I want to know more about them. A whole new race of demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you're right. That is a very sexy image. I almost went with that. Um, <laughs> but I decided for this one to go on the close up on Phoebe's boobies. The little torso oh. where her like. Because she's next to her sisters and her boobs are super apparent. Like her sisters look really flat and boring compared to her. Her she's like, I'm perky. And oh, I see it. <laughs> yeah, it's really in your face, and you only see her torso, nothing else. And it's beautiful. It's when Piper's holding like the plate, right? The plate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Touche, Kevin. And the little, the little tease of little hair around the cleavage, around the the boob round part i don't know it's great <laughs> <laughs> it was sexy what can i say yeah it uh, is <laughs> so next is issue ranking are we gonna make this magically delicious pretty witched a sorcerer's apprentice disenchanting or vanquishable um i'm not gonna give it top tier because it's number one it just got us back into it so i know it's gonna get better but i'll say pretty witching Wait, that's the second one, right? Pretty Witchin? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Pretty Witchin. (laughs) I'm going to say um, Sorcerer's Apprentice because I do think it's a good start and it was enjoyable, but it's still very middle of the road. Like, I mean, it's definitely not bad at all, but it's it's just a nice, a nice story, you know? So I'm going to put it right in the middle at Sorcerer's Apprentice. Mm -hmm. This issue was a pun on the movie No Country for Old Men. Do you remember when that came out? Yes, I do. (laughs) I never saw it. All I remember is like it won a bunch of awards and had that really creepy dark haired guy like walking around and like killing people. <laughs> yeah, I saw it, but it wasn't to me, it wasn't like the most enjoyable movie. <laughs> yeah. Something to note about this issue too is Piper used all of her powers in this issue. Wow. She froze things, she melted things, and she blew things up. Go, Piper. Yeah. So now we have our PS4 poll. For next week. Drew, 
You mean it's it's just you and Prue, huh? Phoebe? Phoebe, you there? And a big hello to you too, Penny. Come on, Patty. The rest is up to them. Paige. My name is Paige. Hmm. Another P, imagine that. P is for Paul. The poll this week is you get to choose a nickname for Gexagio. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you have one you want to contribute if you have one? I'll say Gaxi. That's what was mine too. I put Gaxi because it just sounded <laughs> normal. Oh, Gaxi. Because with our, our Zinky and our Sorcy, it just seems <laughs> our typical. Wait, Gaxi. So I have, we have Gaxi. I put gorgeous germaphobe. <laughs> Gax, because they mentioned Gax in here as well. Or other so if you have another suggestion you can write that in so i'll put those options on the instagram and the twitter and see what kind of nicknames we get for him for next week (laughs) cool all right sean so it's that time tell us what's next on the agenda so next up we have low level demons have never been a threat to the charmed ones until now when Fritz and Valen, a pair of demons that has been secretly observing the sisters, get their hands on a weapon capable of destroying souls, the Hollowells will face their most dangerous foes yet. Also, leprechauns! And we see uh, Phoebe is uh, meditating above leprechaun. She's holding a shillelagh. She has a four-leaf clover shirt. And Kevin, I recognize one of these leprechauns i know right his face <laughs> i'm drew o'brien <laughs> yeah <laughs> so look forward to that yeah yeah <laughs> and we have done it we reached the end so tell the people where they can follow you and find you you can find me on instagram on uh, under sean perrett that's s-h-a-w-n-p-o-r-r-e-t-t That will lead you to Once Upon a Cult, Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, or my book, Witches Brew, A Dream of Waking, or our other podcast, Kevin. Yeah, Solving for X. You know the deal, our X-Men podcast. It's amazing. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's extreme. So yeah, yeah, follow that one. Listen to that one if you like some X-Men. Uh, and you can follow this podcast at Words of the Witches, all places, Words of Witches on Twitter. That's the only one that's different. And yeah, be sure to rate and review on Apple or Spotify. We haven't got a rating in a while, so please do it. Uh, yeah, so we'll see you next week, Spell Worders. Thank you for listening. Yay! <laughs> Bye! Bye! Your destiny still awaits. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.